The Letter Talk is a podcast where I answer your questions or we have discussion on different topics related to mental health and behavioral issues. And if you do submit something to me, it is anonymous. I don't see where it's coming from or who has sent it. And I don't ask for any identifying information like your email or your phone number. Nothing like that. So the public is always welcome to submit any questions. If not, I talk about random topics and related to mental health. Today's topic is life as a mental health and substance abuse assessor. So that position basically um, is a very interesting position because it's in the field of psychology and social services and human services. So if you have experience in any of those fields, um, you're a candidate for that position. In that position, it was required that I had a degree, and um, it was a very nice experience working and learning the different things that are asked in the assessments for children. You can be a mental health assessor and a substance abuse assessor for adults as well. During that position, I think it was um, interesting to learn the different categories of questions that we ask the children. The children in the program um, had to identify with the same age as the children who were um, arrested or placed in the detention center. And that detention center is the Department of Juvenile Justice. So along with being a mental health assessor, I also worked along the side of a probation officer, the judge, and police officers and the inmates in that detention center. The biggest challenge was leaving the office and doing mental health assessments outside of the location because it was in a new environment, which was something I was unfamiliar with um, when I first started. But as I got experience, I will say that it was experience that will last a lifetime because once you work in a detention center or in a jail or a prison um, environment, um, it kind of prepares you for other um, positions in that environment um, afterwards. The really um, biggest thing um, that was really important about being a mental health assessor is um, being able to articulate and have good writing skills. I think that um, when you know, you're writing anything and it's going to be read and it's going to be interpreted by um, a larger um, group of people or a small group of people. It just needs to be legible. It has to be, um, very thorough and, um, very, um, how do I say this? <sighs> very detailed. So you can't leave out details and everything like that. So that's really important. Um, after assessment was done, I didn't make recommendations. So I would make recommendations for counseling, um, different types of, um, you know, community help and resources for the child um, based on my professional opinion. That was given to the probation officer. And then after the probation officer had a copy, it was given to the judge where the judge would get a copy and um, recommend that during the hearing for the child. So I made um, court recommendations. Um, 
So you learn a lot when doing assessments about the community. Um, you know, when you're asking any kind of question um, in an assessment, you learn about those different areas. So if you're unfamiliar with, um, you know, the different types of new drugs and someone reports to you that they're on a drug that you've never heard before, sometimes the first time you hear about new experimental drugs are through um, your clients. So that's really interesting, um, you know, you can learn of different, um, you know, street drugs, um, you know, in different fields from being a police officer, uh, from trainings and stuff like that. But prior in the psychology field, we did not really learn about the different types of street drugs and different things like that. That would have been um, criminology. So because that was not my major, I learned about the different types of street drugs from um, the people who I gave these assessments to. The other thing that's interesting is there were new things that um, were being experimented with. So although you would get familiar with the drugs um, that someone might say that they were on, the next time you see someone, it might be a whole new thing. So it's interesting how the popularity of different types of experimental drugs and how they made experimental drugs. It was just really interesting. Um, the other thing is you learn about um, unreported things. Sometimes as an assessor, um, I would learn of things that people hadn't even told anybody and they would tell me that I've never told anybody. Um, and so that's the other thing. Sometimes as being an assessor, you're the first person to learn about something. Um, and it could be because they feel comfortable, they trust you, um, or they, it is actually a cry for help and they want information and you just happen to be the first person to get that information. Um, the other thing is about family dynamics, learning that um, sometimes, um, you know, when you're working with um, a, a juvenile, that sometimes the, the parents that bring um, the juvenile in aren't the biological parents. Or you learn about the foster care system because this child could have been um, through many, many homes. And um, while doing any assessment, you kind of get a professional, a professional opinion of, um, you know, why this could have occurred once you get all that information. And it's just a professional opinion. Of course, that's not anywhere you, um, where you could put on the assessment. So on the assessment, you can't put, this is what I think caused all this. But sometimes when you're doing assessment, you kind of are touching base on so many different areas from family dynamics, the historical family dynamics, drugs, um, any prior delinquencies and different things like that, school education, all those different areas. And sometimes your professional opinion is, oh, I know why this person did this crime. <laughs> but of course, it's nowhere you could put that on assessment. It's not ask your professional opinion. It's just something that you learn. And then over the years and over time, the more clients you have, you do start to build your own statistics in your head because you've seen um, certain crimes with certain types of history reports. So you create these statistics in your head that says, well, I've interviewed 500 kids. Now I realize it's common that kids this age all report this right before this happened. So that's really interesting there um, when you're able to do that. So I will say that that was a great position. And I think um, if you're in the behavioral field, I recommend being a mental health and assessor. Um, um, or a, a drug and addiction assessor or both. Um, 
It's a very interesting field. You're helping people. You learn about people. Um, you're making recommendations, which could um, help if they follow through. That's the other thing. You're making recommendations, and you're going to hope that they follow through. And I believe that um, it's great experience. Um, you know, all experiences is really great experience. So, um, my next podcast, I'm still discussing mental health conditions and I'm going to be discussing more positions out there for mental health professionals. And, um, this is just a short snippet of being a mental health, um, and assessance abuse assessor. And, um, I hope that you guys enjoyed that quick little snippet about, um, that position and feel free to ask about other positions, um, or I can just randomly talk about those things and also submit any questions that you have about mental health, um, and other, um, uh, genres too. Um, and I hope everybody has a nice night. Thank you for listening and submit, submit, submit those questions. <laughs> This is Christy, and I'll talk to you next time on Letter Talk.